Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hello, world. The future is female. I'm Isabella. And today I'm joined by Sam. And I actually met her at this internship that we did over the summer, like at the last week of the conference. And so I just thought it would be really exciting to get to talk to her about all the things that she's passionate about and um, her experience at the Bank of America kind of program. So yeah, could you kind of introduce yourself? Um, Yeah, thanks so much, Sam. Yeah, hi, I'm Sam. Um, I'm so excited to be on this show right now and just talking. Um, It's been a while since I've seen Isabella and it's so great to talk to you again. Um, Yeah, I think basically, um, I am involved in a lot of different ways in my community, I guess. Um, all of the Bank of America student leaders are. Um, we have different leadership roles, different ways we engage in our communities to try to make them better. Um, for me, I uh, founded and am the president of, for the past three years, um, a student-led mutual aid organization that, calls, that is called Feeding Philly. And we work to combat... Um, food waste and food insecurity in Philadelphia schools and the community at large through mutual aid programs and educational empowerment. I'm also the president of my school's voter engagement team, an ambassador for PA Youth Vote. Um, I've participated in multiple um, youth leadership fellowships. Um, and yeah, beyond that, I, I just, I'm really involved and invested in the well-being and the empowerment of my community. I'm from Philadelphia. Um, and there is a really large contrast between different neighborhoods. I come from a really well-off neighborhood and I've been given a lot of opportunities I'm really grateful for, but I see all around me, um, my neighbors, uh, my community struggling um, economically and uh, being systemically oppressed um, in very pervasive and often subtle ways. And um, yeah, I just wanna do all I can to help uh, my community around me. Yeah, I guess I kind of wanted to go into your Feeding Philly organization, which I thought was really interesting. Kind of what yeah. really inspired you to start this and what has been like the most meaningful thing that you've been able to do? Sure. Um, so when I was in the sixth grade, I had a very um, intense eating disorder. I was hospitalized um, and I'm very fortunate that my family was able to support me and um yeah, that just helped me recover from that. Um, but I did have kind of that firsthand experience of the detrimental effects of malnutrition, really how my body and my mind shut down. And it made me realize how without proper nutrition, um, especially for young kids, you're not able to live a full and thriving life. And so I really wanted to do what I could um, to take away the systemic barriers from people in my community um, from having proper uh, nutrition. Um, So I worked actually with a food bank, um, a local food bank for several years in the peak of COVID. Um, But I saw there a very um, hierarchical structure. Um, It was very evident that um, the folks giving the food and the folks receiving the food were not on the same level. They weren't treated as equals. Um, even though the food bank was doing a lot of amazing work and helping their community, I really wanted to create an environment in which everyone felt welcomed and no shame and no stigma in getting the resources that they needed. 
Um, and so I decided to found a mutual aid organization. Basically, mutual aid kind of um, plays off of charity or philanthropy in which um, the entire community participates in it in very and often anonymous or private ways um, so that there is no stigma. There is no, it's a very level playing field, kind of an equal opportunity for everyone to get the resources they need. So that way no one feels singled out, ostracized, stigmatized, or uncomfortable um, in getting the resources they need. And so we have started a few different programs. We've opened a community fridge in our school where we repurpose the excess breakfast and lunch items um, from our school cafeteria. Um, we also have monthly community food distributions where anyone, no ID required, can come and get some produce that we serve for a few hours every Saturday. Um, and yeah, beyond that, uh, we also have a curriculum in which we are now expanding to other schools where we are teaching kids about these issues, about why they exist the way they do, the systems in place to make there be such stigma around food waste and insecurity and how they can combat it in, in, on a local level. And so really trying to empower students um, to make that change for themselves because it's very possible and we're seeing it done now. Um, I'd say my proudest moment, our most recent distribution, we served over 200 folks um, and everyone was just really grateful. We also had, we partnered with the Vetri Community Partnership and they were teaching folks how to make the food into nutritious meals. So you were actually taking the produce that we were giving out and showing folks how to turn it into a meal. And just seeing that kind of next step that, um, that with our collaboration and with these few years of hard work, we've already seen so much progress in this organization and developed so many student leaders. Um, and yeah, it's just really exciting to see the, the growth we've been able to have. Yeah, I think that it reminded me um, of this thing someone said of like the best kind of impact is the one where you don't really know who started it or like you don't know that there's a face to mm -hmm. it. And I think there's something about like doing things anonymously just to help them that seems to have like more of an impact. And maybe it is because of that stigma of like, I don't want to be judged if I need this help or I, um, I want to ask, but like, I don't know who's on the receiving end. Um, Definitely. so yeah, I thought that's, that's yeah. really inspiring that you're, you guys are doing that. I was actually talking to Kristen for my podcast a couple of weeks ago and we talked about mm -hmm. mental health. And, um, when you were talking about your eating disorder, it really reminded me of like, we're so young, but like these problems are like just so common. Like when you said that, I was like, yeah, yeah I know someone who had an eating disorder. Or like, you know, it's like these things are just not like random occurrences in our lives. Like everyone probably knows someone with a mental health disorder or something like that. And so it's not just about like saying, yeah, I have it, but like doing something and like making sure that you have a community that's supporting you. And I really kind of appreciate or admire how you're you've almost like you've gone through it and you've grown from it thankfully but like you've also been able to like give back in with that food thing of just like teaching people how to make a good meal yeah like i think like it's just really important to you also see open about um like the personal struggles we all face like i was always so uncomfortable to like talk about um like my eating disorder but it's like um i think it's just really important for people to see like this is not definitive of who you are and it can actually inspire you to um yeah like help others um from your hardships and so mm -hmm. it's been yeah, it's been a really 
transformative experience. Yeah, one of the things that I like, one of the reasons why I wanted you on the podcast is because I know you're like such an amazing speaker. And so I know that you were also like when researching um, a student ambassador for PA Youth Vote. And so kind mm-hmm. of how did this help your public speaking, networking skills? And how has this really kind of promoted your interest in getting people interested in civic activities and voting? Uh, so actually last summer, um, so going into my junior year, um, I participated in a, a youth kind of like, it was it was interesting because it was a, um, it was a civic engagement kind of experience, but we were using theater. We were actually using um, interactive improv to empower folks to kind of spread a message of the importance of the youth vote. Um, and we actually performed this skit at City Hall um, um, like to the mayor's office to kind of show um, that the importance of having youth voice and how difficult it can be to get our voices out there in a often very ageist society. Um, and so we, after that, sorry, so after that I became, um, I, I reached out to the program coordinator, uh, whose name is Angie, and I was like, I really just want to get more involved. Like, I really love this work. It really taught me so much about the importance of youth voice, youth voting. Um, and I just wanted to do what I could. And she said that um, she, they're always looking for ambassadors, people to talk to press on a local, national, and international level about youth vote, youth voice, how youth can get involved, why they should, the power that the youth have. Um, and I was like, that sounds amazing. That sounds perfect. And so from there, um, it became a regular uh, job. I would probably go at least once a week to different events. Um, people would come to our school or I would go out. Um, and so I've talked to everyone from local press like WHYY, which is a, um, um, I believe a national journalist company, but then Billy Penn, which is their, um, their local branch here in Philadelphia. Um, we've had a few articles with them. Um, we've spoken with national media directly to public officials and government officials. Um, I've, I think one time I was interviewed for a Japanese news station, which was really interesting because then we saw it, it was like, like the captions and the uh, voiceover, but it was just really interesting to see that there is an international interest in youth voting because it is so relevant and um, the power that youth have to make change in a political way can't really be understated and its importance can't really be understated. Um, and so I've just been really grateful for the opportunity to bring that to my school and beyond. Uh, that's why I'm also the captain of my voter engagement team um, because there really is just a lot of intersectionality between all of the social issues taking place in um, our society today. Like when you see... Um, food insecurity taking place in very concentrated areas, often low-income areas uh, with majority people of color. And in uh, so many of these areas for miles, there is no access to fresh produce. It's not even necessarily an issue of not being able to afford it as there is stuff like SNAP. There are kind of monetary systems trying to get the food, but there is no access to it. And that is a direct effect of redlining other racist policies that have really systemically oppressed and isolated communities. Um, and so the only way to really advocate for change to issues like 
systemic food insecurity is through political action and advocacy. And so kind of seeing that all of these passions that I have, um, one can't really be solved without the other. Um, it's been really an important and honestly really inspiring experience. It can also be really overwhelming because there are so many issues um, taking place. You know, I haven't even talked about um, the climate injustice taking place and it getting involved with like a local climate justice organization, but that's also just so involved in um, uh, Philadelphia culture and in, uh, I know at least urban communities across across the country. Um, but yeah, it's just been a really inspiring experience to be able to at least make local change and empower people on a local level. Yeah, I think what you were talking about of just like, I didn't realize because I'm, I'm turning 18 this year. And then I was like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm going to vote in the next election. But there has been very limited education on like, you just yeah. do you just show up like is there like a right. bubble sheet with like descriptions bios like what's going on here um yeah. Yeah, and then I was just like yeah go ahead oh sorry I was like it's just, like that lack of education um mm -hmm. the lack of like understanding that we're talking about it's really intentional yeah um because um you know the people that are making kind of deciding our curriculums often very influenced by government officials who don't want to lose their jobs to youth who want different people and so a solution has always been if you don't know that the issues at hand if you don't know these issues really exist you aren't taught about voter suppression if you aren't taught about how you can change that you're not even taught about how you can go vote in your regular curriculum you're not going to do it and you're not going to know that it's important you're going to hear uh mis and disinformation about elections being rigged about how voting is meaningless because it's been meaningless in the past as there's been so much voter suppression. And the only way to combat that suppression is by voting, is by demanding that political and social change. Um, but yeah, so it's just that you mentioned that um, we that was a really big topic of discussion at the program I went to last year, just how we're not taught about this in school because the people in charge are scared of the power that we hold in our votes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, well, I'm really passionate about like Iran and a big thing there is that like, people think that the women there are uneducated because like there's just a large gender gap there. But really mm -hmm. like the women there are quite educated. Like I have all my aunts there, they're all doctors and you know, everyone's mm -hmm. here and all this. But the thing is like, the I think the regime to an extent is scared of the power women hold in the fact that they are pursuing an education or they are like they want to be the ones who like have a say they're not just like sitting there and I think that is similar to us in the United States because like there are kids like we're not just on TikTok on social media doing nothing like I think we're a very engaged generation who wants to create change right. and okay. yeah and it's important that us peers or like us students were kind of showing other kids that like it is cool or it is important to get educated on these things and um yeah and yeah it's something that we should all be doing but yeah I guess I wanted to transition to I know you did civics unplugged and I actually saw it in 2020 and I was like when I saw that you did I was like oh that's so uh, interesting um and so with it obviously you were close to like different societal problems and solutions could you kind of share some of the projects or like what you really did there and how it really helped you. Right. Um, oh my goodness. I can't even really remember. 
this is a really long time ago. Um, <laughs> or just like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, or, um, so it was, an, it was actually kind of similar to the conference to Bank of America, where it was, I think, an international kind of network of student leaders. And they had you complete a fellowship. Um, it was kind of a really interactive like, learning process about um, the kind of like different systems of issues. And so you had to write a research paper at the end about um, your own kind of system. I, I get an analytical approach to the issue of your interest. So I wrote one on food waste and insecurity and how they intersect with issues like climate change, um, climate injustice, um, with issues such as yeah, um, racism and racist policies. And, um, and so that was a really interesting and really, um, really helpful experience for me, actually, because it informed me so much. Um, it made me realize even more how much of an issue food waste and insecurity are um, and yeah, it just really made me feel even more motivated to um, make that change I could on a local level. Um, beyond that, we also had to work in partnerships or groups to kind of pitch a solution to, um, I believe it was a company, like an international company, trying to find ways to make them more sustainable and offering suggestions. Um, kind of giving us that entrepreneurial approach to um, if you run a business, if you want to be an advisor in like sustainability coaching um, for different businesses, how you could think around issues in a capitalist society um, to be sustainable, but also be able to stay afloat and make profit. So it just really taught us about leadership, entrepreneurship, and about all of the issues and different ways people have made a difference in them. Well, interesting. Um, yeah, I guess we can go into kind of your Bank of America projects so we all had different like nonprofits we worked with could you just talk about what you did um and if you liked it what you didn't like about it anything like that yeah yeah I I really loved it um it was a really inspiring and educational experience I really loved my time with Bank of America and I'm really grateful for that opportunity um so it was an eight week long internship um one of those weeks Bank of America flew everyone into D.C. And we had a week-long leadership summit, um, which was just learning yeah, about different through different workshops about different uh, nonprofits, individuals, and corporations, and how they and the as well as government and how they all intersect and work to make social and political progress. Um, uh, for the day to day, for the rest of the eight weeks besides that week-long summit, I actually worked with a local nonprofit in Philadelphia called the Philadelphia Youth Network. They're an intermediary nonprofit where they give youth jobs and they assign them to different, um, I believe they were called, or just different work sites um, where they can have their first work experience. So they employ um, kids from 12 to 25. So um, they're just working on ways to make it a more um, accessible experience for youth. And that's why they often have youth interns. Um, but I worked with their development team. And so that's their fundraising team. And I was working on writing grants. I was working on um, trying to make it a more organized and accessible kind of department. And so on a day-to-day, I would be making spreadsheets. I would be um, helping with grant writing, writing grants of my own. Um, and yeah, that, that was basically my day-to-day experience. I had a really incredible um, supervisor. His name is uh, Justin Olin, and he really made me feel so um, capable of this work, even though I'd never really done it, um, and just really supported throughout that whole process. And so I think 
one of the most meaningful things about the whole experience for me was actually that that connection I was able to make as well as the connection with the four other um, interns in my market, kind of the people that I worked with on the day-to-day. We just had lunch together every day um, and we've stayed in touch since then. We've worked on writing our college essays together. Um, we've just been able to, and now I'm actually helping one of them open feeding a uh, chapter of Feeding Philly at their school. And so just the connections I was able to make, including you and me right here, right now, it's just, it really speaks to like the power of like putting people with the same kind of leadership mindset, that same motivation um, in the same room and how powerful that can be. Yeah, I think it's very easy to feel like you're kind of the only one who's engaged or, or not engaged, mm-hmm. but almost like at a, yeah, like at a level where taking like action about it yeah like taking action about it and I feel like when I went to Bank of America I felt like it was 300 kids who were mm-hmm. just like me in a way but at the same time had such diverging paths of like interests and right. um, how passionate they were and like what they were doing especially because I've gone yeah. to the same school um, all of my life so I've kind of had one perspective in that way but I think this has really given me the opportunity to see how growing up in different contexts really affects kind of what you're passionate about and, and um, what problems you're addressing in your community. And I think that's definitely a reason why I like the program. So if anyone is listening, I definitely recommend applying for it. Um, yes, do it. You, got, you get paid good too. Yes, it's good pay. Um, <laughs> but my last question is really, I always ask it. And um, yeah, I just find it interesting just because I think there is a certain way like students will respond versus like adults and, and all that. But anyways, mm. I'll just ask you the question. How are you going to change the world now or even in the near future? Oh, that's a big, big question. Um, so my journey right now is to become an environmental engineer and work with a nonprofit um, to go to countries that experience climate change and don't really have the technology to um, protect themselves from it and just introduce sustainable technologies in those communities. Um, that's that's one thing I want to do. I also really am interested in um, climate policy um, and would love to go into the political sphere, especially after learning so much in the Bank of America internship about the importance of legislation um, and everything with Feeding Philly. I've learned that I love entrepreneurship and nonprofit work, and I'm sure I will find a way to incorporate that in my life as well since I've spent so long and so much time. Uh, dedicated to kind of trying to combat those issues in my community. Um, so honestly, I I don't know. I think I have a lot of vague dreams um, about making a difference in my community, but that I'm going to do all I can um, to pursue those dreams and when any opportunity uh, presents itself, take advantage of that opportunity to do what I can because I think Hearing the term changes the world gives me anxiety, to be honest, or like just freaks me out because I'm like, I have to do everything. But I've really seen and I'm trying to allow myself to believe that the changes that we can make on a local level are really, really impactful. And my English teacher back in eighth grade said this, and it is such a cliche, but about um, how all of the things we do are just planting seeds for new people to become inspired and create change of their own. 
And I really do try to believe in that and live by that and trust that even though I can't see all of the impacts I am making, it doesn't feel like I'm even having that much of an influence because I am young, um, an anonymous person in the world, that the people that I can affect and I can impact, that is still really, really meaningful and it can be, and it is. Um, and so I'm gonna change the world by continuing to give all that I can um, in every way that I can um, to combat and address the social issues that I see um, of my local community and that I know of existing on a global scale. I love that response. I think it's perfect just because like, yeah, we do think on tend to think on a macro level of like, okay, I'm going to be the new Apple or like the new Microsoft. But really what creates the lasting change is you kind of start with yourself and what are your own goals? And also like, where does that even come from? And why, you know, how can I help my community and the people that I can tangibly connect with first? And so I think that it's not something that's very vague for you. I think you've already started to pursue these things and you are creating that change. Um, And so, yeah, I was reading this book by Ocean Vong and he said, like, is it, isn't like, is there a story worth telling if you don't know the audience or something like that? And Mm -hmm. I think it is because in a way it's like, you might may not see the impact that you've done you know, ever. Well, that's an under, that's an overstatement. (laughs) You may never like see the full impact of what you're doing, you know, but like some kid 30 years from now may see like what you've done and really see them in you. And I think that is something that's so much more impactful and it really goes beyond, you know, some accomplishment or some grade or anything like that. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this of podcast. Course. Thanks for having me. Bye everyone. That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired and change the world. Bye everyone.